following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Guys, did you see that we uh, we got a fireplace uh, <laughs> here, here at the radio station? Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were having a good laugh over that this morning. Because yesterday I opened the show talking about the new time clock and how it's just basically a tablet. And the only thing that was showing on it is to watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. I'm like, we're the only business in America that has Netflix as a time clock. And but then- I was like, you know what? This thing probably has YouTube. <laughs> it does. So I found this a 17-hour video of just a, it just continuously plays a fireplace yeah that's one burning of the, like during christmas time that's one of my favorite yeah. to fire up on the tv yeah. like when everybody's hanging out oh my god you're you're one of those people that actually does that yeah, I do. god that's trash it's really cool it's it's really <laughs> I, nice i dare you to tell the new york city television station that has carried it that way that it's trash call them up their, call their, them up. their ratings have been through the roof every year for carrying that Trey, come up. That, that's where sponsored this by began. no NYFD. Nope, they just let her run. That's you know, their way of letting their people off. I don't know if other streaming services do it, but Disney Plus they have like a section that's just like long soundscapes based on different movies and stuff that you put on as like background noise. Oh wow! It's like they have a whole Star Wars section and Marvel and stuff. It's wow. kind of cool. <laughs> do they have a fan? Just running <laughs> for, for white noise. Yeah. <laughs> Getting stuck. <laughs> yeah. The occasional rattle that gets kind of annoying, and then once it gets stuck in your head, you can't fall asleep. <laughs> uh. Boy, can that be the worst sometimes. Guys, welcome to the game. I'm Mitch Fortner, your host, joined by, once again, it's a full crew today, Troy Coverdale, who's wearing a I Am Freaking Essential t-shirt. <laughs> Where do you find these? Uh, that one is kcshirts.com. Shout out to him. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have DG right in front of me, Travion Brooklyn wearing his New York City MTV hoodie. Thank you very much for being here today. Guys, it's a busy show. A couple of guests today. Uh, Scott Wildcat from Bosco's Boys will join us later on in this hour because he's going to uh, react because he brought it up in his own podcast when he interviewed me about who it could possibly be. Get to those details here in just a second about what I'm talking about. But uh, Mitch in Vegas as well in this hour. Uh, because we've got a busy second hour as well. We're going to have Curry Sexton back. He is back every week during K-State football season to give us his thoughts game by game. What do you think of the Cats? We'll officially make our 2023 K-State football season predictions. I will once again try to flip DG <laughs> on his crazy opinion <laughs> that Khalid Duke will be amateur at best. We'll see. Uh, number one song of the day, and ask us anything. But guys, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't think I want to waste any more time. Let's do it. I don't want to waste anybody's time because you know what? This has been, gosh darn, nearly a year in the making. Mm-hmm. And today, it, specifically, this segment has been talked about and talked about over and. I feel like I'm getting tired of hearing people asking me, stopping me on the streets, wanting to know. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And I go, my God, man, I don't know. Listen, it all started uh, right around this time three years ago. Mm-hmm. 
when I saw somebody on the two deep just jump right out at me. It's a name that had come up a number of times as a true freshman during the preseason press conferences. And then I was like, you know what? This is just meant to be. It was love at first sight. And then all of a sudden, I just spit it out. Mm -hmm. I made it up on the spot to try to counter what was an absolute curse. Was hoping it would be the opposite, and it by God it is. Hashtag my boy. Deuce Vaughn, ever since he was named hashtag my boy, was just destined to be an All-American. Destined to be the second shortest player in NFL history. And then, Mm. by the way, made the 53-man roster for the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to be. The second shortest, or tied for the second shortest player in NFL history once he plays September 10th at the New York Giants in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But Deuce has moved on. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm now in a position where this needs to be carried on. If this is making careers, let's make dreams come true. Let's do it. Let's not just stop with Deuce Vaughn. So here we go. I'm about to make history I'm about to basically hand somebody the winning lottery ticket. Oh, boy. Troy, are you ready? I'm listening. DG, are you ready? No. (laughs) No. Emotionally, I don't think I'm ready for this right now. It's huge. Travion, are you ready? I can't contain my excitement. (laughs) (laughs) He's been talking about it all week, man. He's ready to push some buttons. (laughs) Travion, could I get a drum roll, please? The new K-State hashtag my boy is Asa Newsome. Asa Newsome, after a long study (laughs) of going back and forth who it could possibly be, I ended up with Asa Newsome. He is a freshman, Will Linebacker, behind Austin Moore, 6'3", 217, Waverly, Iowa. First, let me get to the guys I was heavily Mm. considering at the end of the day. First, I just want to say... I never considered Avery Johnson. Not for one second. Hmm. Hmm. I can't go with the preppiest position on the field. And to be quite honest with you, he doesn't need this. No. Doesn't need it. Joe Jackson was another one I heavily considered running back. But you know what? How long is it going to be the DJ Gidden show? Yeah, for mm-hmm. real. Uh, Chidi Obiizo, I love his size, his potential athleticism. But again, a little bit down in the depth chart. I don't know if he's third string or fourth string, where he really falls in the pecking order. I would imagine third string. But that that was really a tough one to go away from. And the other one I was really considering, and some maybe thought, maybe would think this this would be crazy. Jack Fabris. 
That's not crazy. At safety. Well, in a way it is, in a way it isn't. Because somebody earlier this week made the Ty Zimmerman comparison. Whoa. I was like, well, you you have my attention. Okay. A coach's son, he's moving positions. Oh, boy. Similar uh, measurements. I was like, okay, I'm listening. But at the end of the day, I ended up on Ace Newsom. First of all, with was hashtag my boy. It had to be a true freshman. <laughs> a true freshman that's going to see the field in 2023. That is must check criteria. But for me, I was an Ace Newsom guy before he committed mm-hmm. to K State. It was a race. Like it was a real fight to get Ace Newsom to come to K State because his recruitment for a lot of the time it didn't feel like K State was a favorite. Nebraska was up there. His brother went to Nebraska, but maybe he realized, boy, the coaching there sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't. I do not want to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. His brother's now in the transfer portal. Didn't want to go to Lincoln. That's a bad spot for football right now. You know, Iowa was really after mm-hmm. Asa Newsom, but at some point that relationship maybe deteriorated a little bit. Don't know the whole story there. Uh, but after a while, I mean, there's a, a lot of other schools involved as well. He was a popular guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a four-star according to on three as a uh, as a linebacker. But also what, I, what really impressed me, this kid is extremely smart. I mean, incredibly gifted in the classroom. Stanford became very serious at one point as well. But he was smart enough to realize that if he wants to be the real deal, wants to play football at the best spot, forget about staying home to Iowa, forget about following in brother's footsteps and hitting uh, a dead end at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe academics is the most important thing in the world, you know. When you're that good at football. Okay. <laughs> he ends up coming to K-State, and I believe he committed the day before the recruiting class was going to sign for 2023. It was just before mm-hmm. Christmas of 2022 that he decided to come a cat. And, you know, Kentucky was trying to make a, a, a last-ditch effort. Minnesota was a real heavy favorite there for a while. I think things felt like it was gravitating towards B.J. Fleck in Minnesota there for a long time. But at the end of the day... He made the right decision and decided to become a Wildcat to be a part of the best recruiting class in K-State football history. But also, when he signed and I watched the film, I fell in love with the kid. Yeah. I was like, good Lord. This is a <laughs> talented, talented athlete. First of all, the size at 6'3", made me blush. Mm-hmm. He's got the speed. His agility is fantastic. I love how he reads a quarterback as well. I mean, let me give you, like I did with Deuce Vaughn, calling him the next Darren Sproles. I want to make some comparisons on who Asa Newsome reminds me of. The speed reminds me of an Arthur Brown, Hmm. of diagonally running downhill to smack a guy, make a big play. He can run freakishly fast. I mean, he can run a 400-meter dash in under 50 seconds. His 400-meter hurdles are at 56 seconds. That's an amazing time. Jeez. The way he reads a backfield, the burst he can make, his stop and go, burst out of a stop and just take off and follow a ball carrier, reminds me of Josh Buell. 
Josh knew how to squeeze through some guys, and all of a sudden he comes out of a, just a, a a forest of players, and he makes a tackle. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, that was the type of guy. That was the last person you wanted on your the opposing defense Ooh. to tackle you. Yeah, a hard, hard hitter. And I'll give you another comparison. And it's a player who played with Josh Beal not only at K State but in high school. Deej, you might be, you know where I'm going with this is Brian Hickman. Mm-hmm. And Hickman was the type of player of you could bring him off the edge and rush a quarterback, or he could be quite the menace when it comes to a passing play. Mm-hmm. Come out of nowhere and make an interception when he had three back in the 2002 season. Or with Josh Buell, be a pretty ferocious duo with attacking the quarterback on a blitz. He is an incredibly gifted athlete. Fast. Needs to put on some muscle, and hopefully he's done that in this preseason. That's another thing. He jumps onto the two deep, backing up at Will Linebacker. He was not here in the spring. He showed up in the summer, and he was so mature enough learning the playbook, learning the way K-State does things, that he shows up on the two deep, and he is going to play Saturday. He is going to be in the rotation and I thought, you know what? If anybody is going to make a splash game one in serious snaps, it's a guy like Asa Newsom who's going to back up Austin Moore. He is going to make an immediate impact for the Cats. He is a future NFL draft pick. What a special player. As a matter of fact, this was less than two hours ago. Joe Klanerman said, quote, on Asa Newsom and his position on the depth chart, quote, well, for starters, he's physically very mature and very ready. He came in as a kid that had weight, he had length, he had really well-developed body-wise, and he had good body control. Unusual body control for a young guy. When you couple that with the fact that he's got a really high IQ, he's being taught some things that he's never heard before, believe me, but he's got a great capacity of learning. When he makes mistakes, he rarely rarely makes repeated mistakes. Mm. I think that continues to build, and his experience and amount of snaps continue to grow. He's just going to get better and better. He'll be a big, big factor towards the end of the year. Question of the depth at linebacker was one that was brought up a couple of weeks ago. I think Jake Clifton be able to play any position is important. Toby Us and Sami is the future at linebacker as mm-hmm. well. But I think later down the road, when we think best players on defense, it's not going to take long that Asa Newsom's name is going to be one of those guys you consider. I know this isn't as exciting as a running back, <laughs> and I'm not going to be tweeting anymore. Unless it happens on defense, of course, you know, take a pick six to the house or something or a scoop and score, then I'll once, a big, once again be able to say, touchdown, hashtag my boy, yeah. Asa Newsom. But, you know, I think I have a good feel for linebackers. I have a good feel for defensive linemen. I have a good feel for running backs. You know, linebacker is a position I gravitate towards, as in some of my favorite players to watch. In K-State history, some of my favorite players were linebackers. I just mentioned a couple of them a few moments ago. I just couldn't get off the idea, as I was considering other players, 
that Asa Newsom would be hashtag my boy. I almost went with others, but I just couldn't do it. I just kept gravitating towards Asa Newsom. So there you have it. You have my new hashtag, my boy. Congratulations to Asa Newsom. You're welcome. Finally, we can rest easy. People can, <laughs> can, can get some sleep. You know, people can move on now and start to focus on their families a little. Maybe to work. Yeah. This kid's going to be a stud. Yeah. He's going to sell some t-shirts. He's going to sell some tickets. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's going to be sellouts game in and game out for the next 50 years. So, yeah. you know, but he's going to make this university um, more famous than it already is. This is a, I mean. Huge. When it become when it's considering, you know, what's the ceiling for this kid? You know, it obviously will come down to how much he does actually play. If you look at Deuce Vaughn, who, by the way, was a former or on the depth chart, which, fun fact, he was an or as a true freshman with Tyler Burns behind Harry Trotter, if you remember that. By the way, also Will Howard was an or that season as well in 2020 as a freshman with Nick Ost. Uh, and look at where those two are right now. That didn't last um, very long. <laughs> this is, an, this is a, uh, you know, Asa playing behind Austin Moore. He does have an experienced linebacker who, I mean, absolutely exploded last year. Mm-hmm. So it's not that kind of trajectory where he's going to pass, I, you know, unless something were to happen to Austin, and I hope it doesn't. I, I don't see, of course, Asa jumping Austin Moore for first string. But I think we're going to feel so much better about the depth of linebacker with Asa and the others here very soon. I think we'll see certainly that show off in game number one and yes. further into the non-con and any conference play because we know how how important depth is for K-State football. But Asa in this recruiting class for 2023, as soon as he became a cat, no doubt about it, was my favorite player yeah. in this class. Other than, of course, Avery. But I was not going to pick Avery Johnson. I wanted to go with somebody else. It was a tough pick, but Asa gets I mean, the victory. With, with Avery, it's like he you already know he's going to be a star. If you pick him, hashtag my boy, I mean, the guy's going to be – I mean, he's going to be here – for like 42 seconds, and then they're going to change the rule on the NFL draft and allow him to leave after his freshman year. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of potential <laughs> you, that yeah, you, you had to go one and done idea. Yeah, it, I mean, come on. Frightening thought you was thought like, Tebow yeah. mania was something. If he would have picked a, oh my god, don't get me started on that crap. Well, let's take a break. <laughs> Tebow when we come back, we're going to hear from Scott me. Wildcat from Bosco's Boys, who's going to give his reaction. To the new hashtag, my boy Ace Newsome, Mr. Wildcat is next. We're back on the game, Mitch, Troy, Deej, and Trey. If you just missed it, I know people are talking. Maybe we were hugging. Yeah, had to break out the tissues. Some people crying. Yeah, there are people outside the building right now, like shooting off fireworks and stuff. It's a it's a big thing, dude. I hope you know this. Uh, the new hashtag my boy celebration taking place this Saturday at Bill Snyder Family <laughs> Stadium. Party starts at six o'clock, uh, but make sure to be there early. Uh, say five thirty, five o'clock ish. You know, in the stadium, uh, in the parking lots, we'll open at one o'clock just in case you want to tailgate uh, for the festivities. But if you just missed it, I have announced my new hashtag my boy who replaces Deuce Vaughn. I decided to go with a linebacker this time around for my second ever hashtag my boy with Asa Newsome. And we're now pleased to be joined via the phone 
It is Scott Wildcat from Bosco's Boys, the uh, the best podcast of K State Athletics. Uh, Mr. Wildcat, what is your reaction to my new hashtag Bond Boy being Ace and Newsom? First off, it's a pleasure to be on, Mitch. Um, I'm I'm not shocked. You are a smart man. You're a good looking man. I imagine <laughs> you smell very good. And that is an elite pick. I think, especially if you have your ear to the ground in the great city of Manhattan, over the last three weeks, there is one name that has just exploded, and that's Asa Newsom. And what's shocking, and I shouldn't say shocking, because this was a guy who had not a four-star pedigree, but had some great offers, had some great not just football numbers, but a multi-sport athlete in high school. He only showed up in June, and over the last three weeks, his name has just burst onto the scene as a guy folks should be keeping an eye on. So I'm not shocked that the next hashtag, my boy, is Asa Newsom because you're so smart, Mitch. <laughs> in your mind, should I have considered anybody else? Would there have been somebody else on your radar? So, so if I were in your shoes, um, you know, if you're going for like a kind of a, a little smaller and stature guy, maybe a Jace Brown, uh, I think Trace Spivey could have a great career, uh, you know, at wide receiver if you want to stay uh, on the skill side. If you wanted to go back-to-back with running backs, I think uh, someone by the name of Joe is going to have a pretty good career as well. Uh, but I, I do think that if you're, if you're going for instant impact, long-term impact, and future NFL prospects, I think Ethan Newsom is the perfect pick. Well, that's absolutely the hashtag my boy style right there with Deuce Vaughn, and hopefully Asa will be a future Dallas Cowboy. That's the way I at least plan it out oh. if a hashtag my boy works out the way it did the uh, the first time around. Mr. Wildcat, let's talk. Uh, I want to get your opinion on the uh, upcoming season here. Is of course this will be another big preview show of KC football starts twenty twenty three in uh, in two days. Wanted to first actually ask you about Will Howard. I and also I think Mason both earlier today went on record to say that, well, speaking of records, Will Howard should be breaking some with his arm in 2023. Meanwhile, my co-hosts, they're not quite there. So maybe I'm in the minority right now, but how would you feel about Will Howard maybe breaking some touchdown records at K-State? I think he's going to get it. Now, um, you, you do have to take into account the new play clock rules. How is that going to affect how Colin Klein calls the game and then also how many opportunities Will Howard is throwing for touchdowns? Um, We were talking on the live show last night. A a few people made a good point. Hey, K-State's going to be blowing people out. How how many games is Will Howard really going to be throwing in the fourth quarter? Um, But if you're telling me that Will Howard's going to be healthy, if you're telling me Will Howard's playing a minimum of three games, I think you're going to see some touchdown records fall. I think you might even see some, uh, you know, maybe not the top spot, but he's going to be climbing up the all-time yards as well. Uh, so I'm with you and I'm with Mason. I, I think we're going to see some touchdown records fall this fall. I think, Troy, I, I believe when I heard you recording the Game Sports updates, didn't you have an update on what we had for an average of less plays because of the new clock rule? was an average of six fewer last week in the seven Week Zero games. So to two teams combined? Yes, correct. Yeah, total of six plays fewer than what it had been 
last year. I mean, it felt like at times Kleinman or uh, Klein rather, Colin Klein would run the offense when it comes to tempo. It's like it's like the offense was this pristine cherry Shelby Mustang. And with a crowd around, you know, just slowly going by, letting people check out the car, and then everybody wants to see a punch it and they want to hear the motor punching it and it takes off and it's going for six points in a matter of moments. Let's go back to the, or let's go to the wide receivers for just a moment because I think there may be still feel, people feel like there's of course some questions about the you know R.J. Garcia does he take the next big step Keegan Johnson is you know is he going to be the leader of the pack now and also Ben Sinnott how much does Ben Sinnott provide is he going to have that Mount Rushmore type of season when it comes to Mount Rushmore tight ends in K State football history. You know, Jake Waters had the last big passing season. He had Tyler Lockett to pass to. When it comes to the passing game, how high are you with what the wide receivers currently have? Well, I, you're also kind of forgetting the other 1,000-yard receiver that season. Didn't Curry. he bat Curry Sexton back when you were in high school? Well, and I'll remind him that at 5'10", yeah. but yes, Curry was also a 1,000-yard receiver <laughs> in 14, but not 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, 13. That's my fault. That's my fault. Um. Uh, so I, I think Ben Sennett could have a big year. I, I think that K-State fans and I, I myself maybe fall into this trap a little bit as well. Um, he's still a tight end or he's listed as a fullback. And, yeah. and I think K-State fans are probably maybe getting a little too over their skis uh, because he still is a tight end. Um, I don't think he's going to be going for, you know, a thousand yards receiving, but he doesn't need to do that to be a weapon. Mel Kuyper has him as the number three tight end in his uh, most recent uh, 2024 draft big board. He doesn't have to go for 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns to have that sort of uh, setting uh, it, uh, come this spring in the NFL draft. I think that Benson is going to have a very solid, you know, 600, 700 yards uh, receiving uh, and, and, you know, get into Pater six, seven, eight times somewhere around there. I don't think it's going to be a thousand yard receiving, but I think he 100% could be a contender for uh, all American honors. I think, uh, especially since he's going to be listed as a fullback, I don't think there's any way he's not first team all big 12, uh, but I don't see him going for a thousand yards. Again, I think, I think K-State fans, especially those who live in this area, uh, they, they kind of think of tight end as, oh, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, these guys who can lead the NFL in the receiving yards. Well, those are once-in-a-lifetime type guys. They just happen to have been in all of our perspectives our entire lives. Who is going to lead K-State in rushing yards per carry this year? And it's got to be at least 10 carries. Who? Uh, here's a question. I don't know if you looked this up or not or if you have this available. Did Malik Knowles have 10 carries, and would he have been the one who got it last year? He's the reason why I said 10 carries, because I think he had <laughs> eight, and if he was considered, he would have like 33 yards a carry or something. <laughs> yeah, and and he had more rushing touchdowns than receiving touchdowns last year. Um, so I'm I'm going to go, if you're, if you're tar- talking yards per carry, I'm going to go Trayshawn Ward. Um, I, I think he will end up, having a little bit more explosiveness. But I think when it's all said and done, DJ Giddens will be the man who has more yards, more carries, and more touchdowns. But I think Trayshawn Ward 
might have some more high uh, high flying home run style plays. Tell you what, Treshawn Ward at Florida State, he didn't have the most carries per game, but man, he always guaranteed you a long run um, per game. He, he was always reliable in that department. Meanwhile, DJ, that's also kind of a scenario thing, right? You expect DJ if you need short yardage, third down, you go DJ maybe if you're going to run it, or you know Treshawn. I don't know. I'm just kind of there's so many scenarios that you don't know who's going to be the leading rusher game in and game out. Who do you think? I mean, if, do you think DJ will have the most yards at the end of the day or at the end of the season? I do. Um, I'm, I'm also not going to pretend that I, I'm not a little bit of biased. You know, I didn't do a full-on hashtag my boy or anything with DJ Giddens, but he's, he's someone who I gravitated towards last season. I love a Kansas kid. Uh, I'm from Topeka, Kansas, but I have a lot of love for the Junction City Blue Jays. Uh, so I, I gravitate towards them early, so I'm not going to sit here and say there might not be a little bias in me answering that, but I think there's going to be games, and more, more games than not, you're going to see D.J. Giddens absolutely eat in the fourth quarter. That mix of size, speed, and power, I mean, I would not want to be a linebacker, God forbid, a safety trying to tackle him in a fourth quarter after a knockdown dragout type of game. Couple of questions on the defensive side of the football. We're talking with Scott Wildcat from Bosco's Boys. Khalid Duke jumps back in a defensive end. I had a ding dong earlier this week say that <laughs> Duke is going to have like four sacks this year. If you, the comparison is already, you know, is he going to be better? Is he going to be the same? Statistically, maybe a little bit worse than Felix. Let's go off Felix's numbers from last year at eight and a half sacks. Do you think Khalid could pass that? That's a tough one. In, in my head, as you're talking through this, I, I was thinking to myself that eight might be the number I go with. Um, I, I think he's going to have a few multi-stack games, which is going to get him at around six. Uh, and then how often is he going to be completely shut out? How often can he grab that extra half stack? And then, again, to give a little bit of love to Brendan Mott, who had six last season, Nate Matlack, had such a great freshman season coming back, hopefully knock on wood, staying healthy all season. There's going to be plenty of rotation there. And then kind of the rise of Cody Stuffelbean, starting to hear some good stuff about him. Yeah. Um, so gun to my head, I'm going to say just under, and Khalid Duke ends up with eight sacks. Uh, but I think there might be a second guy with eight sacks, and maybe a third who have five or six. I think you're going to see a ton of sacks from that defensive end position for K-State this year. Man. There's not a weakness. If you listen to this show, there's not a weakness that K-State has. Uh, but, you know, secondary is replacing a lot of guys. And this is another question we're going to bring up in hour number two when we predict the season. And I think this is a fun one because Kobe Savage almost got there. If he didn't get hurt, maybe he is the leader. But interceptions, who's going to lead K-State in interceptions this season? I mean, I'm, I'm going back to Kobe Savage again uh, I, I'm not a, a data researcher. I, I don't have this at my fingertips, but I feel like more times than not at K-State, the leading receiver is uh, at that uh, safety position uh, because when you look at guys like Uso, when you look at guys you know, like a Desmond Purnell and uh, Daniel Green, some of these guys who might get their hands on some tips balls, might have a collision in the middle of the field, pop that ball up, well, Kobe Savage is a ball hawk, and we've seen it. I mean, heck, just go back and watch that Missouri game. He could have maybe had a couple more uh, in that game because when the, when the ball's popped up in the air, 
He has the speed, agility, and wherewithal to go out and grab the ball. So I'm going with Kobe Savage again. And I would say just kind of as like a uh, dark horse uh, you know, pick, I would throw out B.J. Payne maybe as the number two guy. Well, Mr. Wildcat, let's wrap up with just your prediction on the season. Because um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of doing your interview, just flipping it around on you, asking you your questions and uh, prediction on the season. I'm talking regular season, just the first 12 games, and does K State make it back to Arlington? Yeah, so I, I've I, I've gone on a few podcasts, and, and uh, similar to what I told you, um, you know, don't be switching up. Granted, I, I always put you in a bad position coming in very first, but. I'm going 11 and one. There's no, there, there's no uh, fun in being a fan if you can't buy into a best case scenario situation. Um, and and I, I think that if you look at some of these advanced stat models, if you look at kind of Vegas power rankings, there's only two games in which they have K State as being an underdog. Granted, there's a lot of 50-50 games, lots of 50-50 games, but we have a little bit of voodoo over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So even if models have us as being a slight underdog there, I have us going to West Texas and beating Texas Tech, and I have us dropping a heartbreaker in Austin at about a four-point game down uh, on the 48. Well, Mr. Wildcat, yes, I do have us getting dollars. Well, Mr. Wildcat, I love your knowledge and I love your mind when it comes to K State football and K State basketball. Before we let you go, remind us where do we find this Bosco's Boys content you're pumping out? Yeah, we're, we're we're back to going uh, daily, or at least five five times a week, Monday wow. through Friday. Trying trying to you know live up to the standard you set for anyone who talks about K State on a regular basis. Uh, hey, stop that laughing! Mitch no. is the best in the biz. Oh, I'm wow, listening. Uh, I'm listening to both hours every single day from Shawnee, Kansas, on my phone. So I don't I don't need any of that sarcastic. No, well, I'm just I, I love you. I love the entire team. It, I love the entire just, team out there. The standard's really low. If <laughs> <laughs> you go over it, you're <laughs> here's the thing, and, and I'm giving more. I'm giving more than I probably was asked. But what a time to be a K State fan who enjoys listening to stuff because you have, yeah. you know, the Daily Show, the Standard, the Game. You have Bosca's Boys. You have a ton of different K State podcasts. Some new, some old. But there has never been a better time to be a K State fan who wants to listen to audio content. Uh, but you can find Bosco's Boys literally anywhere where you can find a podcast at Bosco's Boys on Twitter, uh, at Scott Wildcat if you want my personal Twitter account. Um, you know, I'm posting over uh, at K State Online. I'm doing the weekly K State uh, in Vegas uh, segment with Go Paracat on their website. I have K State covering a 24 and a half uh, point line, their hypothetical since it's an FCS game. Um, guests on all sorts of podcasts across the 10-12 network, a great podcast network for the Big 12. Uh, so I'm all over the place. And if you want to talk cats, just shoot me a DM, tweet me. Uh, I love it. There's nothing better in the world than talking about K-State sports. I feel blessed to be able to come on your show and do it. Yeah. Well, Mr. Wildcat, you know me. You know I lo- I'm a big fan of Bosco's boys and keep up the great work. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you at the Bills sometime soon. And um, it's going to be a fun season. We'll have you on down the road. For sure, and, and of course, kicking off the primer segment uh, for the whip around tomorrow morning, Mitch Fortner kicking things off. So, folks, download Bosco's boys, hear what Mitch has to say on uh, on the first uh, whip around of the season. I appreciate that, Mr. Wildcat. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, anytime. Love you all. See ya.
That's Scott Wildcat from Bosco's Boys. Let's take a timeout, and when we come back, it's time to head west and make some picks week one of college football. Actually get started here in about an hour. That's coming up next on The Game. Oh, yeah. Time to make some picks. Cocktail. Uh, fun fact about Saturday, Manhattan, Kansas, with the projected high, will be 10 degrees warmer than Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. When we hit 113 that afternoon, it was actually warmer than Death Valley wow. that yeah. day because the rain had moved into Death Valley. Wow. Well, I guess this weekend, like the Vegas area, is actually supposed to get a bunch of rain. Mm. And rain's, you know, of course, not exactly common. In the desert? No. Although I will say the first time I ever went to Vegas is my 25th birthday. And when we rolled in, there was a a small rain cloud. You could clearly tell it was dropping rain just over a portion of the strip. (laughs) But you could clearly see all the blue around the cloud. It was just this one isolated small rain cloud. That's Somebody having a bad day at the slots. Are you kidding me? (laughs) All right, let's get to some picks. First of all, uh, real quick, the standings. I went three and three last week. Troy two and four. The people two and four, and DG one and five. If you want to vote on the games, if you want to represent the people, at Mitch the Fort on Twitter is where you can go vote. Thank God, my money bets were better than that. (laughs) Tonight, Big Ten action. Nebraska under first-year head coach Matt Rule is traveling to play B.J. Fleck in the Minnesota Golden Gophers. What I say? B. It's B. What did I say? B. Did I say B.J.? Uh-huh. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Couple times. Ah, well, DG's over here mouthing at me like, <laughs> I don't care. He's a jabroni yeah, He's anyway. a jabroni anyway. Who gives me? Whatever. Whatever. That guy. Roll that boat, baby. Yeah. Roll it. Uh, Let's right go. Out of town. So John Rule in Nebraska playing B.J. Fleck in Minnesota. <laughs> um, 7 o'clock favorites of the Golden Gophers. That's uh, tonight. Uh, what, who, do, who wants to go first? Here? Deej, you want to go? go? Um, how maction of these Big Ten, right. these Big Ten Titans, uh, Nebraska at Minnesota. I'll lay the points with Minnesota, but I do think it pains me to say it. Matt Rule can coach. He can. He knows how to coach, and he knows how to build the culture, and look out for them. But right now, nah, they got too much of uh, that old, old uh, Scott Frost frost on them. So they're gonna uh, they're gonna drop this one. Yeah, I I think that that's a Minnesota victory as well. Laying the points tonight, I think that they are able to come out of there with a victory. As Rule just hasn't had that chance yet to clean up everything. Yeah, the people say 76% Minnesota. I, I lean that way as well. You know, Nebraska is going to be a better coach team with yeah. Matt Rule, especially on the defensive side of the football. I will say, though, Nebraska's defense, it, it's pretty much the same defense as last year when it comes to personnel. There really wasn't much change, even though there was a coaching change. I think there's one different player that transferred in, mm-hmm. and that's going to play on the defensive side of the football. And that defense was terrible at stopping the run. That's what Minnesota did very well last year. They're like the fourth best team in the country at running the football. They're going to have a different running back, but they got somebody in the portal that ran for over 1,000 yards last year, can just gobble it up. For sure. Can just gobble it up. So I think I think Minnesota wins tonight, 
and they'll cover uh, ten points. They'll cover seven points. Meanwhile, let's go to games on Saturday. It's big noon. Colorado, Coach Prime making his debut with the Colorado Buffaloes, but it's going to be on the road. Fort Worth, Texas against the runner-up for the national championship. Second year under head coach Sonny Dykes, number 17 TCU. The Horned Frogs, Troy, favored by 20 and a half. As much as the media wants to make a huge deal about Coach Prime, Coach Prime is going to be prime rib in this game. <laughs> this guy. Buff- Buffalo prime rib, baby. Where's the, um, where's the dad joke alert when you, when you need it? <laughs> that is a serious uh, TCU win. I, 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 I'm with the points there. I mean, that's I, I just don't see where Colorado is going to have the ability to keep up with what TCU can do. I'd be very surprised as well as if, if they were um, – if they're able to keep up. I know they're going to be more talented, but it also seems like Sonny Dykes seems like the kind of guy that would want to stick it to Deion Sanders. And, I mean, coming, going down to TCU for your first game with a whole bunch of new guys, getting just getting really uh, acclimated to each other as a team, that's a tough deal. 20 and a half is a lot of points. That's a ton. But uh, Colorado stunk last year, <laughs> but they're all new. So... I'll still take TCU. I say they cover. Yeah, that's the thing. Colorado is just like a who knows. Who knows? I mean, yeah. literally, most of the team is brand new. It's all guys that Coach Prime brought in after they had like just 20 guys left on scholarship mm-hmm. uh, through the transfer portal. I mean, he filled a lot of spots, but who know, it just who knows how good this can be. Meanwhile, TCU has now an established system. You know, Sonny Dykes has enough guys returning on defense, plus – Guys they believe in on offense, including Chandler Morris, who's going to be a quarterback. And they may not have the star power that they had last year, but they got depth. Mm-hmm. They're going to have depth on their side. Colorado probably will not. No, right. No. Right. They, they, they aren't anywhere near where they need to be in terms of depth. And a lot of the Sharps are saying under three for Colorado this year in terms of wins. Ooh. Let's move on to game number three. We've got to speed up a little bit. West Virginia at number seven, Penn State. Nittany Lions, 20.5-point favorite. The people say... Penn State. What does DG think? I'm going to take West Virginia. I, I don't think I wow. think I don't think Penn State will cover 20 and a half points. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a big bubble though. It's at Penn State. Kickoff time is what? 6:30 Central. Yeah, 7:30 their time. It's a night game at Penn State. Yeah, I say take that bubble. I'm going Penn State. I think West Virginia is about to run into their worst yeah. nightmare. Oh yeah. boy, being in that environment, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Expensive tickets for that one as well. Uh, Let's see. Texas Tech at Wyoming. Red Raiders, 14-point favorite on the road. People say Texas Tech by 90%. Troy, you want to take this one first? Uh, Second, rather? Yeah, I'm I'm with the the fans. Texas Tech is going to go in and and dominate that ballgame. I think that that is an easy Red Raider win. I have I'm, with uh, Scott Wildcat kind of brought it up. We just have a thing over Texas Tech, so I have this weird inability to buy in that they're going to be really good. I know I keep hearing it a lot from a lot of really smart people that I I respect and trust their opinions on on football, but I'm like, ah, they're not that good. I'll still take them though. I'll take the I'll take the road of favorite. The the word out of Wyoming is that they're not going to have a very good defense, mm-hmm. and the word in Lubbock is that they're going to have some pretty big stars on offense. 
So this seems to be a pretty bad matchup for the boys up north. So I'm going to take Tech on the road. My buddy, the PA announcer at Wyoming, Josh Hunter, might have himself a very long day. (laughs) All right, we got to go quick here. Two more games. Number five, LSU. Number eight, Florida State in Orlando. Two and a half point favorite, Troy. It's Uh, LSU. uh, I'm going to go with uh, LSU as your favorite in that one. I think that's a pretty obvious one. Same. I'm going Florida State. Mm. The people say LSU. And then the last game, number nine, Clemson at Duke. Uh, Deach, Clemson, 13-point favorites. I'll, I'll lay the points. They'll take care of business. Yeah, that one. Is, that's one that I don't even understand how it's that low, to be <laughs> honest. It's Duke. Uh, well, the people say Clemson, but here's my thought. With a lot of returning last year, Duke was a nine-win team. They were. Last they were. year. They probably should have won in Lawrence. It got away from them in the fourth quarter. Uh-oh. I don't know. Clemson Uh-oh. is uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what to think about Clemson. I'm sure they'll be good. But you know what? Let Duke give them a, a run for their money. Make it come down to the fourth quarter. I'm going to take Duke. Nice. Plus 13. Nice. Hour two of the game. Curry Sexton coming up in a matter of moments. Plus our 2023 K-State football prediction. Same questions that we were asking Scott Wildcat. We'll finally answer at 525. Number one song, Ask Us Anything in Your Local News. Is coming up next.